There are two words in modern-day language that horrify, induce panic, terrorize, petrify, and scare you to death. <laughs> Those two words are... Cryptocurrency. Um, but that's just ridiculous. Welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency. It's not that scary, it's not that difficult, and it's not intimidating. We'll prove it. We'll have fun along the way. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now your host, Tony Casanova. Hey everybody, it's Tony with Tales from the Cryptocurrency, where I attempt to demystify cryptocurrency and take the horror out of Bitcoin and other altcoins. Holy shit, talk about horror. Right now, the crypto charts are basically red from top to bottom, with just about every single coin in the market experiencing some kind of loss, anywhere from like 2% to all the way to like 22% I'm looking at right now. But this provides tons of buying opportunities. Uh, right now, Bitcoin as we speak uh, is currently at $22,783, um, down from that $23,000. So it's broken uh, that $23,000 uh, Mark. So uh, there's also a line at 22,300. If we see that line at 22,333 broken uh, again at some point today. I guess then uh, we are looking most likely for the market to continue dipping possibly all the way down to 21,888, as we said earlier in the market update. So with that being said, over the weekend, we did experience some gains. There was on Saturday, there was a late run on Gala, went up about 25%. I was in on that. I was able to uh, get in and uh, then move my, my profits over to USDT. And then shortly after that, I uh, transferred some of my USDT over to Ethereum at about the $1,587, actually $1,567 mark. Um, and I said, you know, that's not a bad entry point for Ethereum, especially when you consider that over the next few days, Ethereum probably is going to go to 1700 So I consider it a pretty safe bet to uh, have and hold some Ethereum right now. As a matter of fact, anything that I pick up... Um, in the next couple of days, uh, or anything that I transfer from any of my USDT accounts, I'm probably going to be putting into Ethereum unless we start to see some kind of real big move with Bitcoin and stuff like that. And one of the reasons that I do this too, by the way, even though like you see that I track Bitcoin, so Bitcoin basically draws the market whichever way it goes, right? So if Bitcoin is moving up substantially, then you will see uh, the other coins follow in suit. And, and they'll go in, in degrees. So uh, Bitcoin goes all the way up. It starts to, to run and rally. Then what's going to happen after that is that most likely Ethereum is going to start, you know, some kind of rally. And then from there, you'll go all the way down to like all the weird coins, you know, like HDX and stuff like that. They'll start to move along with the market as well. And that's basically because money is coming into the crypto market. So when money comes into the crypto market, people tend to move it around. And as they move it around, they move it in some of the altcoins. So, uh, or they pick up altcoins that look like they're at good prices. And this starts, you know, little rallies in, in uh, different areas of, of the crypto sector. Sometimes it starts rallies in like technology sectors, uh, AI sectors, and et cetera. One of the things that I'm currently looking at right now, uh, very substantially, in, like substantially, I I spend a lot of time, I guess, doing research into AI cryptocurrencies uh, because this is going to be an emerging and an emerging market, and things are going to start to to pop in the in the AI market and stuff like that. So, uh, one of the things that I'm also adding to the uh, Crypto Like Me website, I'm adding a button. It just got added today, so it'll be on the very front, and it'll say, you know, hey, take me to the markets. Um, and what you'll be able to do from there is, I've kind of taken taken some of the analysis that's coming back from the bots and I put it all on one site. 
There's nothing else on the site. Uh, there might be some Google ads and stuff like that eventually on that site, but currently right now, it's uh, only it only has some of the data. Not all of the data yet, because I haven't been able to uh, transfer a lot of it, but some of the data that the bots are using. So uh, it's using volume, we're using market history, uh, you know, obviously prices and seven-day charts are one of the things that, that the bots, you know, use to analyze to try to figure out entry points and exit points for us and stuff like that. Also, the day's top gainers and all of that kind of information. So I put all of that in a constantly moving chart. I have the price of Bitcoin sitting right at the very top uh, with the Bitcoin chart so that like you could see it for the day. So it's a real easy place. You don't have to go to a million places. You don't have to start looking at a bunch of coins individually and this and that. All the coins will kind of be placed together. Uh, things that I might be looking at and all that kind of stuff, they'll all be there getting updated constantly daily. I have it you know connected directly to to the um, to the exchanges so that we're constantly getting fresh and uh, and updated information to the site as well so you'll be able to gather all of that information and start taking a look at it there and then that helps you as you're learning in cryptocurrency it helps you start to be able to analyze see trends patterns in the cryptocurrency market uh, start to recognize coins names of coins projects uh, soon I'm going to link research links on there so that you could uh, for free go on there and just start doing a little bit of market research hey what's uh, what's this coin what's that coin um, you know what are the possibilities what's this affiliated with I'm going to try to put all that information on the site there for you. So go and check it out. It'll probably be up and completely running about midweek. Uh, and another thing that's going to be on there as well, by the way, is I, I'm going to add uh, a complete little section just in case you want to send any donations in or anything like that. If you want to, in cryptocurrency, I'll have uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Dogecoin, and I'll also probably have something like Polygon, um, you know, maybe Matic or uh uh, something like that uh, on there as well, uh, just so that if you wanted to send cryptocurrency uh, donations, it would make it very easy to do so. So if you're happy and making a lot of money by following the show, then you can spread the wealth most generously with me as well. All right, cool. I love it, guys. All right, so hey, check it out. So for this week, um, I've got a couple of things that, that I'm really looking out for. Uh, right now, one of the things that's starting to concern me is that the USDT, that is Tether, what we use to move around, right? So when we buy Bitcoin, we uh, generally take it out of our Tether accounts. And then when we make profits, uh, we take those cryptocurrencies from which we are cashing out uh, we move them into USDT so that we don't incur any kind of tax liability. So uh, as we trade, right, we trade from, let's say, uh, Ethereum to USDT, uh, that leaves a little mark, right? Because you could see that, hey, if I traded my Ethereum for USDT, that means something. What does it mean? It means that Tony got out of the market. That's what it means. It means that Tony got out of Ethereum. So... One of the indicators that our bots use that I decided I would put in there was what's the volume of USDT? You see, this is a little trick that you can use as a master trader, right? So if the volume of USDT starts to go up, then what's it mean? It means people are getting out of the market. People are liquidating positions. They're going to Tether because it's stable. It's basically their bank account. They're taking money out of Bitcoin. They're taking money out of Ethereum. They're taking money out of, you know, Casper, whatever they're taking money out of, but they're taking it out. And where's it going? It's going to USDT. So if we monitor the volume of USDT, you can see if people are taking their money out of the market. And currently, people are taking their money out of the market. How bad? Drastically, which is why we see these uh, red charts today. 
So uh, this isn't the end of the world. It's not like, you know, the market's retracing. This is totally an opportunity to buy. This is what's known as a traditional dip. The market has been up uh, in a bear market. The market has been up for three weeks now. So it has to retract at some point. So if people start to get freaked out or whatever, it's not the time. Now's the time to just purchase more of what you like, right? So we have coins in the portfolio that we currently like, and you can take and just purchase more of those now because everything that you liked a couple of weeks ago is currently at a discount, okay? Including Gala. I mean, Gala right now is uh, almost down to five cents again. It's at 0.53. So, hey, it's starting to look good. Gala went up to six cents just over the weekend, and it's worth six cents. I mean, we've talked about Gala rallying to six cents. So if you have Gala uh, and you pick it up under six cents, you can just kind of figure out that like over the next few weeks, as the market starts to pick up and et cetera, then you're going to make money on that. You know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing, especially at today's prices. So uh, also Matic, which is Polygon, has gone down seven and a half percent. You know, Matic went up to a dollar seventeen and it's going to go back up there again. It's not like the project is over. It's just volume is leaving the market. When volume leaves the market, well, that's what happens. And one of the ways that you can protect yourself, by the way, against this is um, something that I like to do, which is I obviously have my portfolio that doesn't change very much. Sometimes I add things to it or I buy more. But what I like to do is of the portfolio that I'm holding now is I keep adding to it. I keep making that portfolio bigger. So if I had $100 and it was spread, you know, amongst all of like the coins in the portfolio and then I get another $100, well, instead of like buying, you know, well, Bitcoin or some weird coin or whatever, I just spread that $100 again and then I have $200 in the same thing, you know. So you keep doing that as you build your portfolio and as the gains continue to go in your portfolio then you continue to make to make money you know obviously the coins are in the portfolio for a reason it's because we're long on them we figure that in the future those coins are going to be worth a lot of money how far in the future not that far not i mean i'm not looking for 20 years out i'm not looking for you know i i try to trade like have i try to flip my portfolio every six months I think that it's a good strategy, you know, to have uh, to be in the coins and then unless the coins are super or super stable like Bitcoin and Ethereum or something. But these projects like, you know, uh, AVAX, which I'm getting ready to announce, DAG, which is, uh, you know, a good thing to get into right now. The price of DAG is is low as well. Uh, so I was announcing, you know, I mean, DAG at five, five is going to be a bargain right now. It's at five, six. When it gets down to five, five today, I'm going to buy more DAG. You know, I, that's what I'm going to do this. I'm like keeping an eye on this and I'm going to buy it because it's, it's, it's going to market and knowing that, Hey, next week, when I take my stuff to market, there's going to be lots and lots of buyers for it. Right. So I'll be able to get rid of some of this stuff at premium prices as it goes up. And if it goes all the way up and shoots all the way up, well, then I'm already in a, at a good position, especially when, when prices are kind of high because the market's oversold like it is, you know, currently. So, so, uh, keep an eye out for, for good prices. I said that the good prices were going to be at least like some of the things that I'm looking out for right now is DAG at 5.5, Casper at 3 cents. Casper right now is at 3.5 cents, you know, so it's quite a run to 3 cents. But on the charts, it looks like, I mean, if it gets bad and Bitcoin drops down to 21.888, I mean, shit, that's going to be available. That's not, that's not, that's not, it's not unheard of for it to drop another half point, you know, another half, half a cent uh, down, which is going to provide an awesome opportunity because Casper is a project that I'm long on. Uh, but Casper is definitely a, a great project. So, you know, it's going to do that. AVAX, which is a coin that I'm going to talk about during the second part of this podcast when I talk about, you know, altcoins from the crypt today, I'm definitely going to spend a little bit a bit of time on AVAX and why it's in, it's important and why it's looking good. Um, last week, I told you about DAG, DAG and, you know, the Air Force. That's why that's looking good. AVAX also has something, and I'm going to tell you what it is in a second. But the, the uh, an entry price for AVAX right now, to me, is about 1950 Currently, it's trading at 20, 20.2, uh, you know, and it's two and a half percent down from from where it was over the weekend. I actually saw AVAX get to 21. So 
Um, and it was at 21 and change over the weekend. So it's not a, a bad time anytime right now. But uh, currently, as the market continues to dip here, I'm probably just going to look for that 19 and a half. Why not pick it up at super duper bargain, right? And be disciplined about it. During this time, you can't be afraid and be like, oh my God, I'm losing my whole portfolio. Everything is going down. No, it's not. It's just like a normal part of like the a normal part of, you know, trading and a normal part of what the portfolios do. They expand, they contract, they expand, they contract. Hopefully you're moving up every single time, which is what we're doing. So every time it expands, we go way up, then it contracts. But when it contracts, we're still up from where we were, you know, before. So as we do this, you continue like an upward motion and while well, you're generating and growing your wealth as you do that. So that's the most important part of it all. So, all right, guys, with that being said, what's the moves for the week? The moves for the week are until you hear different. Watch AVAX, okay? Add that to your add that to your watch list um, and uh, and look for a price around nineteen and a half. So that's a definite you know thing to look for. Look for uh, DAG at 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 discount prices. Look for Casper at discount prices. If you can see Polygon or anything on our portfolio that looks like it's at a good price, what's a good price? Eight and eight to ten percent down. If it's eight to ten percent down, then pick it up because you know as it returns the other way, you're going to make eight to ten percent. Okay, so if you start to see those kinds of numbers, uh, then it becomes like an easy guessing game. I'll be like, hey, I'm going to pick up a little bit of this, a little bit of that. There's no horrible news right now on any of the cryptocurrencies. There's no exchanges that are going under that we have to watch out for or anything like that. The all the market is basically reacting to right now is some news based on the interest rates. It's going to come out on Wednesday and people are going back and forth now with whether the interest rate is going to be uh, a half a point. So, you know, if it's going to be a half a point or a quarter point basically is what's going to happen uh, and whether that starts to to affect. Now, if it goes up to a half a point, that's going to be really, really bad. So point fifty. OK, it's going to be very bad for us uh, in the crypto space in general. Why? Because while well, people are going to move their money into secure things, okay, like bonds and all kinds of stuff like that, risk money, which is what cryptocurrencies are, risk money will, uh, will a lot of it will leave the market. So during that time, then we can expect a decline. So between now and Wednesday, even though I say to look for bargain prices, what you need to do is be like, what is the bargain price? Well, we're not going to know until Wednesday. Between now and Wednesday, you're going to start to see a decline in cryptocurrencies and in prices and stuff. Okay. And during that time, then around Wednesday, once the news comes out, there's going to be a reversal. Or there's going to be an even bigger decline. Now, my prediction is is that interest rates will go around to you know twenty five percent, and basically what will happen is it'll be viewed as semi positive, and then maybe we, you know we'll see like a light rally or something like that. Not crazy, but well, it'll look crazy because the market is declining, right? So what it'll do is it'll go like from. 21888 it'll go uh back to 232 and it'll be like whoa it, that was an enormous move yeah it's an enormous move but it's just because it pulled all the way back now if you put your money in there and when you catch that move then you'll be in good good shape the charts and the bots are showing that there is a possibility over the next couple of days i talked about this earlier in the update today that the market could shoot up all the way to 25. And the reason that it's showing this is because currently in cryptocurrency in general, there is a lot of volume going on. And remember what I told you about volume? So when there's a lot of volume, there's pressure, right? So, uh, but the problem is, is that a lot of the pressure that's being generated is people moving their money to tether, like I said. So trying to get out and get stable from now to Wednesday so that they can, you know, whatever the big gains they had, they don't want them to go completely away. Or sometimes people have small gains and they don't want 
want those to go, you know, completely away. So they move them over to uh, USDT during the time, at least until there's a time of stability, and then people will move forward with, uh, with their decisions. Right now is when we're experiencing something like that, and you're seeing it in the market. So even though there's a lot of volume, I'm not paying a lot of credence to it, even though the, the bots are saying that, uh, basically they're saying that within the next 24 hours, there could be a rally, and that rally could be sparked if we hold a position of 23,000 Three, three, three for four hours. At that point, we can start to look and see. It'll probably first go to 24, and then once it hits 24, it'll be bam off to the races again, right? So we'll be looking for that. It's a small possibility, but something to keep your eye on, okay? And what are the conditions for that? The conditions are a four hour close above 23,333. If you see that, then you're going to keep your eyes peeled and start seeing what the market's doing. If it goes from 23,333 to 24,50 all of a sudden, then you know it's probably going to take off. And over time, it's probably going to hit 24. So it'd probably be a good time to have a little bit of money in Bitcoin. Okay. Or you could, if you're already in Ethereum, you could just hold on. And then as Bitcoin moves up, it's going to drag the Ethereum up with it. And then, like, you can get rid of it, you know, when it's around. Uh, if you picked it up when I did yesterday, 1650 will get you out. Uh, 1700 looks fantastic. If we do actually hit 1800, we made tons of money. Okay. And you'll always make more money putting money. Like if you take a hundred dollars and you put a hundred dollars into Ethereum, then what's going to happen is when you put that hundred dollars into Ethereum, uh, you're going to buy, you know, uh, at whatever the current price is right now at 1500, you know, you got one fifteenth of, of that Ethereum. But when you do that for Bitcoin at $22,000, well, you don't get that much, you know, Bitcoin for that hundred dollars. So sometimes you'll get a bigger gain by investing in a cryptocurrency that is, you know, has a smaller, a smaller value. It's just mathematics, right? So you might make $2 instead of making, you know, 25 cents. So sometimes it's good to be in the right coin when the market takes off. That's just like being in on Gala over the weekend on Saturday. You know, I mean, Gala went up like, you know, uh, three quarters of a cent, like as I was watching it basically, well, not really that much. It went up to 25% as, as I was watching it there. And during that time, it just so happened that, you know, I had gotten in and when I got in, it shot up and uh, I was able to capitalize it. I got out of it at like one o'clock in the morning, if you saw the post. But by the time that I got out, hey, I had scalped some profits and well, the next morning it was way lower and I probably could have repeated the process. But, you know, I had stuff to do over the weekend and trading isn't the only thing that we want to do. Right. So. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about AVAX and give you all the skinny on it. Why I think it's going to be so good, why we should keep it on our on our radar and probably even pick some up very, very soon. And I'll also talk about MetaHedge. What uh, what do you do with your metas? Who can you send your metas to and all of that kind of stuff and the questions that we're getting? I'm going to talk about all that during the second part of the program. All right, guys. Uh, Take care and uh, just hold on. I will be right back. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now we switch it up. From prices and news to altcoins from the crypt. And what's new at MetaHedge. Hey guys, and we are back. And today we're going to talk about Avalanche. And Avalanche is that AVAX token that I have been talking about. And currently AVAX is trading at 1968. And if you heard, my buy signal for it is at 1950. So I'm liking it at 1950, uh, at least half a position of it, right? So uh, keep an eye on that as we uh, continue to, st- to talk here. I'll keep an eye on AVAX. And all, some of the other coins that we were talking about are starting to, to 
head towards uh, my buy signal as well. So, like I said, I mean, we expected today to be a good buy day, uh, a good day to go shopping for cryptocurrencies, load up, stock your bags so that we can grab those gains, right, that are coming in the next few days. So, uh, so you know, I mean, take, take advantage of today's position. Guys, you know, part of trading is knowing when to get in. Okay, you can't always be scared to get into the market. If you're always scared to get into the market or looking for the right opportunity, then you're always going to be missing the boat because the boat's always leaving. That's the problem with the cryptocurrency uh, market. You see, the boat comes in, the boat leaves, the boat comes in, the boat leaves, and hopefully you're catching it and you're on schedule. If you get the right schedule with what's happening, you can capitalize on that in, in little ways. I mean, it's not like a whole thing. It's not the whole strategy, but it is a part of what happens is knowing the ebbs and flows of the market. And right now, these are the times when you have to load up. These are the times that you have to be ready to buy and look for the right opportunities, not just FOMO in and buy. I mean, you have to have a target and be like, I'm going to buy at this, at this signal, you know? So, uh, so keep your eyes out for that. But in the meantime, anyways, we're talking about Avalanche right now. All right. And, uh, and Avalanche is a layer one blockchain. If you don't know what layer one blockchain is, very simply, it's like Bitcoin, Ethereum, okay? It's a layer one blockchain. It's blockchain that people can, can uh, well, not in Bitcoin's case, you can't build anything upon it, but it's the, it's the core, right? It's the essence, the, 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 main, the main strep of what the blockchain is. It's a layer one blockchain. So it's, a, it's very basic function, what the blockchain is, is layer one. And Avalanche is exactly that. So, uh, so uh, Avalanche is a, is a layer one blockchain chain that I guess you could say functions as a platform for decentralized applications and custom blockchain networks. It's one of Ethereum's rivals, in essence, aiming to unseed Ethereum in the long run as most popular blockchain for smart contracts and all that kind of stuff and all that crap. Uh, you know, there's people that are aiming to do that constantly. Solana is one of the ones that's aiming to constantly unthrone Ethereum as like, uh, you know, as the, the chain of all chains. And they all actually, I don't know why they have to get into these wars, but actually, in, in reality, they all really have their places in, in the space, but it, it aims to, to do this dethroning, Avalanche does, by having a, a higher transaction output of up to 6,000, 5,000, you know, 6,500 transactions per second, while not uh, compromising scalability, which is one of the big things with Avalanche. So, this is made possible by Avalanche's unique architecture. The Avalanche network consists mostly of, like, three individual blocks chains. Those are the X chain, the C chain, and the P chain. So it's three chains in one braided, I guess you could call it. And each chain has a distinct purpose. So with each uh, purpose uh, of the chain being a completely different thing, it's got a completely radically, you know, it's got like a radically different uh, uh, system. And, and it varies much from, from the approach that Bitcoin has and, and Ethereum, the approach that, that Ethereum uses, namely, which is having all nodes validate all transactions. And Avalanche's blockchains even use different consensus mechanisms based on their cases so so with this being said after its mainnet launch in 2020 avalanche had worked on developing its own ecosystem of dapps and DeFi, which is decentralized finance for you momos out there different ethereum based projects such as sushi swap and true usd have integrated with avalanche so furthermore, the platform is constantly working on improving interoperability between its own ecosystem and Ethereum, like uh, through the development of the development of bridges and bridges are uh, are programs and contracts that allow for cross chaining like Bitcoin to Ethereum kind of thing. So Avalanche has uh, built in it's got those three primary built-in blockchains that allow for a lot of this stuff. And uh, I'm going to break these down for you right now. So they each have like a letter. XPC are the three letters. The exchange chain uh, is known as the X chain. So X for exchange. And it's used to send and receive funds on the Avalanche network, which is the X chain's only function. That's all it does. Sends and receives the funds. Additionally, Transaction fees are fixed at 0.001 AVAX, and X-Chain provides speed benefits over C-Chain. X-Chain uses directed acyclic graph, which is DAG 
technology. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. Where did we hear that before, right? DAG, right? Remember DAG? DAG is exactly this kind of thing. DAG is directed acyclic graph technology. So, and I'm going to talk about that on a whole different podcast all by itself. But if you were wondering, hey man, what's DAG actually stand for? That's what it is. It's and and DAG, by the way, is a is a well. I'm going to talk about it later. But basically, it's a protocol which is a type of blockchain, and it uh, could be the future. All right. So we've heard of blockchain and like what we're talking about now, Bitcoin, Bitcoin and stuff like this. These uh, these are like the chains of the future is what we're basically talking about. OK, so anyways, uh, the P chain is the platform chain used for staking AVAX and facilitating validator activities. Users can become a validator or defer one to collect their AVAX rewards on the P chain. So this is basically uh, how the platform operates and where the developers hang out and how they can validate the transactions, make their collections, and all of that kind of stuff. And then the C chain is the contract chain. So Avalanche's chain for decentralized finance, uh, as, it's, uh, as it's a chain used for smart contract and DeFi apps, most of Avalanche dApps, which are decentralized apps, are housed there and compatible with MetaMask. So you can use MetaMask as your wallet, uh, and it's compatible with, with Avalanche, okay? The three networks are secured and validated by uh, the primary network, a special subnet, and all custom subnets need to validate on the primary network work by staking at least 2,000 AVAX. So I'll talk about the staking programs uh, with AVAX uh, at some point here too, as well, because this might be a coin in the future that might be good to do like some compound staking with and stuff like that. So uh, what makes Avalanche, by the way, completely different? Well, there's a couple of things that come up when you're in blockchain development, and one of them is called the blockchain tri... Well, it's called the Trilemma, uh, which is... You know, you can't get blockchains to achieve a sufficient degree of decentralization at scale when a million people love, are, are going to use it, okay, uh, et cetera, or more than a million people. But anyways, the consequence of like this, this uh, scaling problem is that you get these really high gas fees, which is uh, how they limit the amount of transactions on the chain. So as the network becomes congested, the gas fees go up and then people are like, well, hell, I'm not going to pay $75 to send $25. So they wait until the gas fees go down and then the chain is less congested and it'll allow for that in the future, you know, or at some point. So this is a theory of like those those gas fees expanding and contracting depending on the congestion. It's like it's to solve scalability problems. Well, this whole problem is solved by Avalanche uh, by using these three interoperable blockchains that do the different things. The exchange chain is employed to create and exchange the native AVAX tokens and other assets, similar to like ERC-20 standard tokens are on Ethereum. These tokens, by the way, they follow like standardized rules, so it's like written along in the contract, and it uses the Avalanche consensus mechanism so that, uh, so that to keep everything validated and, you know, moving along. And then the contract chain hosts like this actual smart contracts and decentralized applications. It has its own uh, avalanche virtual machine, similar to the Ethereum virtual machine, which allows developers to fork EVM compatible dApps. And it uses what they call the snowman consensus mechanism. And actually, I'm looking into this because I'm probably going to start building on avalanche very soon. So I'm like starting to get very versed on what avalanche is. And I'll tell you why in a second uh, here. But anyways, the platform chain chain, which is the P chain, coordinates like all the network validators, tracks, active subnets, and it, it enables the creation of new subnets. Uh, and subnets are the sets of validators, sort of like a validator cartel, right? You get them all together or bot system of it, of, of validators. So each subnet can be validating several blockchains at a time, uh, but a blockchain can only be validated by one subnet. It also uses that snowman consensus mechanism to keep 
keep everything going. So the division of computing tasks enables higher thoroughput without compromising on the decentralization. So for instance, private blockchains on the network would probably require that its subnets validators be sufficiently geographically decentralized or that they comply with certain regulations. So following this uh, modular structure, Avalanche improves its interoperability with other blockchains wishing to integrate that like you know integrate with the avalanche ecosystem so uh the two different consensus mechanisms are designed to work with each blockchain's requirements in mind and thus that improves their efficiency i know that that like is a lot of shit to like gather and like and get but it it can be over your head okay listen a lot of like this technical jargon and shit like when we're explaining like how the actual chain works okay it can be over your head and that's fine. You could just listen to the driver and be like, okay, it's kind of like doing this. And you'll get like a a, a, a grasp of maybe, you know, uh, something. Maybe out of this you grab that like, hey, this uses three chains instead of one. And because of that, it's faster if you get that. And you get like the definition of DAG out of like the whole conversation. Then you're already ahead of the game, okay? Because it's putting you ahead of the game, which is why I do this in this section. In this section, I give you the technical jargon, not because I want to talk shit, but because I want you to listen and I want you to listen to the talk because you got to hear it and you got to know when you hear ERC20 standard tokens, that means that it's something that's built on Ethereum and you'll start to learn that because later on it's going to become important as you become a proficient and super profitable trader, you're going to want to be able to identify tokens on your own. So what I do is I give you the stuff and I, let, I, hear, I, I, I want you to hear it even if you don't understand it and believe it or not, it gets into your system and you start to understand it and eventually it clicks you start building neuro connectors and you and it clicks and you'll actually get it you'll know like and then you'll know like hey this chain works like that and that chain works like this and you can build stuff on ethereum and not on blockchain and avax you can build shit that's you know three times faster and it uses a whole different type of blockchain which is called dag and then like you start talking about that and before you know it it all makes sense to you you know and now projects become things that you can actually invest in because you know when when somebody launches a project you'll be like oh that's like you know a bullshit project or it's actually like a real thing and i want to talk about i want to talk about like how avalanche how the whole network is secured here and again this is going to be a little bit of like technical stuff but i want you to hear because what i'm talking about is is dag you know generally like dag protocol which You've been hearing me talk about like the DAG token and remember who was using it, like the U.S. Air Force. It's kind of like a good idea, right? So here it is. This is why. So like AVAX is traded uh, on the exchange chain, which follows its own avalanche consensus mechanism. And unlike proof of work or proof of stake, you know, which is who's proof of work here? Come on, somebody yell it out out there. Who's proof of work? All right. Bitcoin. Bitcoin is proof of work, right? You got to mine this shit. You got to do, you got to run a bunch of electrical power. You got to do, you have to do the work. In Bitcoin, the validator, the validator is the one that's doing the work. You're running all the computations, okay? You're running all the computational power that keeps the chain alive, that creates the tokens, Okay, the coin, the mining of the coin. So that is proof of work. And then who's proof of stake? Proof of stake is Ethereum. Ethereum, you hold certain amounts of Ethereum. And based on the certain amount of Ethereum that you hold, you're allowed to validate and say, hey, I hold a stake in Ethereum, right? So because I hold this stake, I'm going to put it up. And because I'm putting my money up, my stake up, I get to say whether this transaction is valid and whether I want to pay for it. You know, whether they're going to, whether, uh, whether they're going to give me enough money to send the validation and to record it in the ledgers using my system. That becomes proof of stake, which is what Ethereum is, okay? So look, already there. Now you already know what proof of work, when you hear this, proof of work refers to Bitcoin mostly and coins of that kind. And proof of stake refers to Ethereum and all coins of 
that kind. Well, the avalanche consensus mechanism uh, has, you know, uh, a different kind of system altogether. It doesn't have one leader processing transactions that get validated by others. Instead, all nodes process and validate transactions by employing that directed acyclic graph, DAG protocol. That way, transactions are processed simultaneously. And validators' random polling ensures that transactions are correct with statistical certainty. There are no blocks in this consensus mechanism, allowing immediately finaliz- immediate finalization and significantly improving the blockchain's speed. So the way that it works is that instead of having like, you know, the way that the chain works is you have blocks ahead and behind and behind the information. So each time that a block is recorded, it looks back at the information behind it before the new block gets recorded. And then it keeps doing this and it builds a chain, hence the word blockchain. There's a block of information. It's connected to the block behind it and the block in front of it. And each time it keeps getting validated by that and blocks keep getting added to the chain and thus because you have all of these blocks it can never be hacked basically well the way that avalanche does it this of course takes a gazillion years because if you have like a long transaction it's got to go through all the blocks right to like get it to get it like to reach what's known as a consensus so uh so with avalanche what they do is they have three chains and when a transaction goes through, it goes down, uh, you know, through the three chains and it gets d- distributed. And then it just checks against random points in the chain and says, hey, this has to check out point A. And then uh, based on an algorithm and, a, and another thing that it might do like point A, and then it might do point 136 and point B and point, you know, 19.741 or whatever it calls it. It starts making up like whatever the, the randomizational pattern is for it. But then if it reaches the validation amongst all those random points with a certain statistical probability, it says, okay, well, the chain is good. Everything's where it's supposed to be pretty much. I mean, it seems like that. So with that being said, it'll constantly do that. And then if it finds an error, then it immediately will shut down the block and then like, you know, won't validate it. So with that, uh, it makes everything a lot faster because it's basically it's checking checkpoints rather than every single point along the chain. And this in itself is why that protocol uh, can allow for super duper fast transactions like we were talking about with the Air Force. Okay, well, what's so what's the big deal with AVAX like right now? If the market was like... If the market was a normal market right now, this would be going crazy because this is already kind of in the news. I was using the meta search engines and, well, now by now you can find it since the day that I talked about it. But anyways, um, AWS, which is Amazon Web Services, uh, has signed a contract with AVAX. Uh, basically. So AVAX will obviously be used by, uh, by Amazon Web Services in their ecosystem, uh, for whatever reason they're using it, uh, whatever they're developing and et cetera. But I'm on board. As you know, uh, some of my bots that are calling the, the market right now, I host them on Amazon Web Services. Well, some of them. And then others are on Linode. Uh, you know, so I use Linode as well. So anyways, with that being said, uh, I'm into it. I'm into to to the cloud uh i'm into dag i'm into all of like you know this technology uh that's 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 based around this token so i think that the token right now is probably un- undervalued i could probably see it at some point at like a hundred and something dollars who knows as long as like no negative news or something horrible happens so i'm going to start out slow with it but i like 1950 to start out for right now and i imagine when bitcoin goes on a rally then uh people are going to go crazy and as income tax check time comes around and people start reading about amazon web services with avax and this and that i imagine that that's going to go up as well so let's keep our eye on it and uh and you know hope for the best with it so you'll see it being added to my portfolio soon um and i'm going to start to probably pick some up and i might pick some up today because the price is is looking good because today is a good day to buy as we were saying so uh dag by 
the way, is currently approaching a nice price again to to pick it up at. Uh, Casper's holding, you know, tight still at thirty five. So I, I'm I'm not crazy about it right now. I expect once Bitcoin turns around here, you're going to see Phantom take off again. You'll see AVAX take off. You'll probably see Gala start to reach for those six cents again. Okay. So these are my, these are my points for, you know, for this week as we move forward. And that was your altcoin from the crypt. All right, let's talk about MetaHedge. What's going on at MetaHedge? Hang on. I got to take a little sip of my coffee here. All right. So MetaHedge Right now, uh, a lot of you guys have sent or have asked, why do you have to get rid of the tokens in your wallet? Okay, and when will you get your regular tokens in your wallet? Okay, I already posted about this, so but I'm going to cover it in detail here so that everybody can hear and get the skinny as to why we are doing what we are doing and the theory behind what we are doing all right so first of all you have 500 meta tokens that were airdropped to you what we want you to do is to give those tokens away to someone and when you give those tokens away to someone uh, they can then receive them so you will teach them this is like the little work part uh, the little work part that you have to do is you will teach your friend or some stranger uh, that you meet at a bar or something like that. And you will ask them, hey, are you into cryptocurrency? And maybe they'll be like, oh, I don't know anything about it or something like that. And then you can say like, hey, I'm going to send you a cryptocurrency about a project that I'm involved in. It's been doing really good and it's about to take off. You could actually use just like that. That's it. It's a very simple conversation to have. Check it out. It's just something new. I'm going to send you something. You're going to download something and show them how to download a found a phantom wallet. And they can establish their own wallet and have their own secret words, their own secret passphrase and the whole bit and uh and now you taught them something you taught them how to establish a cryptocurrency wallet they are already a little bit wiser very nice thanks to you now the next thing that you will do is that you will say now that you have your wallet i'm going to actually send you some tokens and they're going to be like what and you'll be like yeah i'm going to send you some tokens and 500 you could send them which is a lot of tokens you could send them that so uh you can send them the 500 tokens to their wallet and then they will be happy that they have 500 tokens in their wallet and they learn to establish a cryptocurrency wallet. And now you have taught them something that in the future might make them wealthy or they might look at you with a blank face and be like, okay, well now that I have these tokens, what, what am I supposed to do with them? Well, you can tell them. The first thing that you can do is go to mymetahedge.com. That's our company website, mymetahedge.com. And then when you go to mymetahedge.com, the front page has a button that says, I just received an airdrop. What can I do? At that button, they can find out exactly what they do, and I'm going to tell you what they can do in a second, okay? But also, I want to invite you guys. Guys, go to the website. If you're involved and you hold meta tokens, go to the website and see what we're involved in. We constantly update the website. I mean, I would say at least once a month, we have new information on the website about our projects, about check this out, do this. I'm about to post like some information about our bot. It's going to be there. It's going to be on the site. It's also going to have on the site, on the MyMetaHedge site, very, very soon, there's going to be cryptocurrency information that's coming from our bots that you would be able to see there in a demo version of it so that you could see things working with your own eyes. I talk about all our other projects, Twine, uh, Only Legends, Onafite, the Solana Validators, 
I talk about all these things there. There's, and it's, it's pretty cool to look at. There's a little video on the site that tells you about, you know, MetaHedge and you can read the white paper, which tells us about like, you know, like, Hey, why we're doing what we're doing and what the original concept around MetaHedge is and what we do now and that kind of thing. So we have all that information on the site and what you need to do is just kind of become familiar with it. Explore it, explore it like you were going off in to space. You're going into the cryptocurrency space, right? And you can check out all the information there. Okay, but then under the token, I mean, under the, the button that says, I received an airdrop, what can I do now? The first thing that you can do is your friend can take the 500 tokens that they have and they can send an email to us and they can say, hey, I want to cash them in for some Solana. And they can do that. They can immediately cash their tokens in for $1 worth of Solana, which is what 500 metas is. Okay, they can cash it and we'll send it to them. And then they'll have Solana in their wallet and they can hold it. And as Solana goes up and down, they can be happy or or not or move along their way. Or they can use the Solana, you know, to for something else some other day. Okay, so that's the key with the with the what you can do. Number one. Cash them in. They can cash those in. Okay. The second thing that they can do, obviously, because if you go to our website, you'll see that MetaHedge is an exciting company with many projects and platforms that are in beta testing or getting ready to launch. Most of these are money-making platforms. Okay. We have a full portfolio of our current projects available on our site and our token our token, the meta token, acts a lot like a stock in a company does, right? Or something like that. It's a little bit of ownership. That's how much of the company you own. However many tokens you have, that's how much of MetaHedge you now own, okay? And owning the token in itself makes them like a silent partner in the company with like no liability or nothing. It's just like, hey, they're holding the token. And as the token, uh, as, as the company grows, if someday we do anything, well, the amount of the company that you own is basically the amount of tokens that you hold divided by 18 billion. That's basically what it is. And someday if we sell the company or something really, really big happens, you'll be able to cash in your tokens against the liquidity pool of our sale price at that time. So although you don't have a stake in the company at that point, it doesn't allow you to, to share, you know, because you just have the tokens, it doesn't allow you to share in the day-to-day -day profits of the company. But you still own a little bit of the company, which is equal to the tokens. So if the company is sold or acquired, then, you know, you'll get paid based on the amount of like those little 500 tokens that they have. And that could be a lot. Who knows? Who knows, right? So that's, that's the second thing that they could do. They could just keep the tokens in their wallet and keep track of them and never lose their 12 words. And they are good. Okay, what's the third thing that they can do? They can then stake them and join the MetaHedge community. Okay, so this is a third thing. It's not the only thing because people are like, well, what if people don't want, uh, I already gave you two other things that they could do with the tokens. They could cash them in or they could just basically hold them in their wallet. That's two, two things there. The third thing is they can stake them and join the MetaHedge community. So if owning, if to them, after they look at the website and stuff like that, and if owning a stake in the world's most powerful search engine multiple groundbreaking gaming and representation platforms, perfecting social media and validating transactions on the Solana blockchain for profit, if that kind of stuff, if that kind of stuff grabs your interest, then, you know, you might want to join the MetaHedge family by staking your tokens. So in order to stake the tokens, you must have, you, you must have a purchase of this of some amount of tokens okay how many 500 i guess to start like really just as many as you have and then if you do that then we will open an account for you and every time that we you know pay out to our partners we will send you your little portion based on that thousand metas that you have 
And if you want more tokens, then you can buy them from our partners. So we set it up so that uh, everybody that's on that layer two can purchase from the partners at any time that they want. So all they have to do to keep everybody legit and safe and everything is you contact us. We contact the partners. The partners then tell us, you know, that they want to sell them and for what or whatever at the time of like the, the market prices. And then we will fulfill the order. We make sure that everybody stays anonymous and that everybody actually does what they say that they're going to do so that nobody has to worry about, you know, oh, I sent my money to the guy and he didn't send me the thing. No, you send it to the company. They send it to the company. We'll send it to each other. We take out two and a half percent, which is our fee, depending. Sometimes it's two percent, depending on network congestion, just like we were talking about. Okay, but other than that, that's basically what happens now. The way that like we're we've set this up with like the meta and eventually as it goes on to exchange is that we have, you know, we have a certain amount of partners and these certain amount of partners hold meta hedge tokens and those meta hedge tokens can now be purchased by the general public. The first general public that we're offering to we're offering to since it's layer two. We are offering them an opportunity to get in on the company as well. Okay, they can't get into the level that the first people got into, but they can still secure a little bit of the company before we go to phase three, which will be decentralized decentralized exchange. At that point, nobody else will be able to stake tokens ever. You just buy and sell or whatever, because then at that point, what happens is, the company's constantly producing money that goes into the liquidity pools. The partners hold a certain amount of tokens. Every single week, the partners make more tokens, and the partners can sell the tokens that they have at their leisure, each time earning more tokens that can be sold to the people that wish to purchase them on decentralized exchange for the purpose of using on MetaHedge platforms, for the purpose of transferring money from one part of the world to the other part of the world, for the purpose of holding a stake in the projects that the company is developing, okay, and continuing to gain. So, like, if you hold a token, the idea is that the token will constantly grow in value, because since we're not adding any more tokens to the economy, and on the contrary, we will, we will begin to burn tokens to bring the economy into balance, then what happens is that the tokens that the partners hold are, become very, very valuable, and then the stake that the partners get, they can begin to sell off to the people that want to use them for the various purposes that the coin would be used for. Hence, the one coin for every metaverse, which at this point will be two. Right now, the very first things that we will be using, like most of like the coins for, is going to be to be validating transactions on the Solana network, right? So our stake is like basically divided amongst all the coins that are in MetaHedge. Those are, that's going to be like something that we're going to do. And as we go through, the partners will vote as we move forward with the process of, you know, deploying the, the validators from test net to the main net and stuff like that. That will be some of the things that we will do. What's the other things that, that it allows? Well, holding some of the coin, if you hold some of the coin, then you will also begin to receive, as you can see, the meta hedge bots are starting to become very profitable arbitrage traders. So you will be able to hold the coin and gain in the stake. Your coin will grow in value. As it grows in value, it becomes you know, one of those things that as liquidity constantly gets added and then growth gets added and no more tokens get produced, well, what do you think happens? It starts to go up in price. And, you know, that's the thing. And then if anything happens with like a company picking us up because we've developed really cool technology, and we're getting ready to deploy a bunch of Web3 platforms, 
not projects that like, oh, well, these are projects that were already. No, no, that's it. We got platforms that are built that are getting ready to get launched. And these platforms have to do with gaming and they have to do some of them have to do with with, uh, for example, fantasy sports and stuff like that and prizes and et cetera and all of that kind of deal. So many of these things will produce lots and lots of money. So that's like one of the things that we're looking forward to. So what is your part in this as a meta hedge partner? We want you to just get rid of the tokens in your wallet. And then when you get rid of the tokens in your wallet, the following Friday, the following Friday, all of your regular tokens will appear in your wallet. You did your part. Okay. And then we will begin monitoring the new wallets and see how they traffic to like start building an economy and moving the coin around. We can't build an economy and we can't like if the coin never moves around, you know, then the only thing that ever happens is that the people that hold the coin, like they benefit off of us. But we want the goal is to get it on decentralized exchange. It's not to just like stop here and well, okay, and like we're going to make money off of like the bots or we're going to make money off the platforms. No, the idea is to get the coin on decentralized exchange to like launch an ICO to be one of the most powerful cryptocurrencies out there. And in order to do that, well, we need to have a strong community. So honestly, like at this point, I mean, I don't want to sound mean or nothing, but if you're not going to be a part of the community, it becomes a big deal. And all you want to do is drag your head and drag your feet, you know, around and like, and and this kind of thing, then, you know, like get rid of your tokens, just get rid of your tokens. You've already done good. You've done good. This was a good year for everybody in MetaHedge. You know, maybe it's time for you to move on to a product, take your, take your, your coins and, and move on to something else. But if you can get excited about it, it's not that much that we're asking. All we're asking is like, send the next phase. We just need to grow the amount of wallets that we have so that we can get like enough of them out there so that like it makes sense launching a decentralized exchange. Some of you got very, very, very excited about it. And then there's always like a couple of people that are like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't do it. I don't, well, you're not doing anything to learn anything about it. You know what I mean? It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. We provide information. I talk to you about it here. We're welcome. We'll answer your questions. All you got to do is reach out, you know, and stay abreast of like the information, which is why I've set it up. I mean, we have more information about our project than anybody else does. We have the Monday, the Monday podcast, the daily call, like, you know, that you can take a look at or whatever. And then on Fridays, we have the, the Facebook live. That's more face with the developers of like, of like any project than 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 anybody else and it's because we're trying to like do like the not the right thing we're 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 trying to do the excellent thing you know the excellent thing so it requires a little bit from from you guys i get it but it's really not that much and and it's not like i'm going to ask every week we're going to send you tokens and said this was a one time thing we're going to send you some tokens and then you get rid of your tokens and we move on we're not going to ask you for now send out more tokens or whatever Phase three will have its challenges as well as we get ready to go on decentralized exchange and we want to get, you know, what's called impact movement going, circulation, kind of like taking the paddles. When you take the paddles and you put them on on a dead person's heart, right? Boom, to get it going. And then they come to life. Well, we sometimes when you launch a cryptocurrency project, you need to do that. And we've done like, because we, we started as a small project and now we've grown exponentially. And then not only that, but along the way, we've developed things that nobody else has. So it's kind of cool that like we're, we're doing this, but we're going to grow and we're trying to not have, we're trying not to have scalability issues. That's what we're trying not to have. So we want to do from now. So that way we can see what happens. What happens when you get this going out? Okay, well, what happens is like right now we see that like some people can't get it together. Some people can or whatever, this or that. But then, you know, that falls back on us. What can we do? What can we do? We can make better training videos, right? We can make uh, more better use of like the information or whatever. But we're trying to give you what we can like right now. So just kind of work with us, okay? That's all we're trying to do is we're trying to move the project forward to the next phase, which is what makes sense so that then we can get to the voting phase of all of this and start getting some registrations and making it look like a project that really makes sense for like everybody. In addition to the fact that, you know, hey, we're saking and we're killing Wall Street. I mean, right now we're kicking Wall Street's butt as a, as a project as it is. So with that being said, and, and we have documented history on our bots and we're getting ready to reveal all that kind of stuff too and put all of that on our website too. Not only that, but also guys, we are getting ready to 
launch. Listen, I'm getting I'm getting ready to launch at MetaHedge in the very near future. Here, as MetaHedge projects, we have a cryptocurrency okay uh, platform that is very very similar to eBay. Okay, or figure something like that. So it's like a cryptocurrency based eBay system uh, that already has like a big backing for it. So that's getting ready to get released. We have a sports. I have a golf fantasy uh, game where you can follow around uh, Willie Mac, which is one of like the guys we do represent. We do uh, NFT representation for here at MetaHedge. So that's one of like the things that, that we're doing is I'm getting ready to launch a, a, a fantasy fantasy golf tour kind of thing so you can pick your golfers on this tour and as you go through and it actually pays out real money and the money's paid in bitcoin and in meta and you know in in uh, uh actually in three other cryptocurrencies as well you can register and and pay for okay we're getting ready to launch uh the Onafight platform is getting ready to have a ufc and boxing uh, fantasy sports section on it and also a UFC and boxing uh, betting platform on it. So that's getting ready to go on it as well too so that you can uh, wager on, on fights and that's going to be connected to uh, to probably here a uh, large name, I would say a large name um, not a casino but well, gaming, I would say gaming, I would say a large-scale gaming company, okay? So uh, with that being said, so uh, there will be a UFC, so it's actually a UFC platform and a boxing platform where you can compete against the fighters as well as to competing against other fans and etc. So uh, that's another thing. We have Twine coming out, uh, which is the social media platform with the tokenized voting up and down mechanisms for it. We have all the free training on cryptocurrency that we are giving you through Crypto Like Me. We have the StockForge platform, which is Discord that has all the stock picks in the world there. Dude, we have like a gazillion things that are kicking off and in the very near future in the very near future uh we will be heading uh to our uh decentralized exchange okay and we will have previews of that coming up as well soon so there you go in a nutshell if you guys need anything just reach out to support it's support at MyMetaHedge.com, okay, for MetaHedge-related issues, okay, uh, so that we can uh, address them as well, all right? If you don't do anything else between now and the next time that we talk, just buy the freaking dip, and the dip is now, by the way, too, so buy it! Buy the dip! This has been Tales from the Cryptocurrency. Our passion is to teach everyone from teens to boomers about NFTs, cryptocurrencies, how to invest, and how to stay safe. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to smash the like button and leave a review. Even bad reviews help, so please do it. For questions or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit MyMetaHedge.com or send an email to CryptoKeeper, the number 2, the letter U, at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group at Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And join Cryptony airdrops on Stockforge by using the promo code Cryptony and try it free for 30 days. See you next time on Tales from the Cryptocurrency.